1: Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill, joined by Steve Peters and still on vacation, yet still working somehow is Craig Morgan calling in from California.
2: Yeah, he's on <laughs> pause too. He picked the right time. Like been one game in four Thirteen days. We don't have another one for five. So actually, he got away. Yeah, luckily, luckily, so Craig
1: didn't have to watch any part of that sloppy game last night between the Coyotes and the Sharks, fifteen game, fifteen goal game.
2: <laughs>
0: I, you know, I, I may when I get home, but am <laughs> yeah, uh, sure
2: you'll DVR it. You'll get right on there yeah. and rewatch that. <laughs> I do feel did good about not missing
1: watch- more than
0: one game. Yeah. From Universal Studios
1: midnight no
2: no i did not i you got get home the for the last do you get the, the the park hopper thing The this the don't stand in line ticket you have to you have yeah. to and
0: that's a uh, look i don't know how far you want to go off on this tangent but <laughs> i got an issue i have an issue with theme parks because it's a really expensive ticket anyway and i have no idea how a working class family of four manages to go to theme parks it just doesn't even seem right The exorbitant fees that they charge. But then they really don't cap the admission. Let's let's just be honest about it. They just let everybody in the park. And then you can amass two, three hour waits for a ride that in the case of the mummy, for instance, lasts one minute, which is just insane. They don't care about the customer experience. They really don't. They're just raking in profit day after day. So if you don't get the fast pass, you might ride, you you know, you might be there like half a day and ride four rides. Yeah, it's just insane.
1: No, not it's not worth right it, at it all. to me. Yeah,
0: no. I mean, and I will say there were a couple of a couple of great rides. Uh, Escape, I think it's called Escape from Gringotts. Maybe that's what it's called, something like that. There. Oh, the, the whole,
1: Harry Potter one.
0: The whole Harry Potter setup, all uh, you know, that whole set. When you walk into that area of the park, it's unbelievable. They nailed it. They nailed Hogwarts. I'm dying to it's go there. Really cool, and that ride's amazing. Not the roller coaster, but the the virtual ride is amazing the the roller coaster is like a children's roller coaster it's it's awful you basically do like (laughs) three sets of corkscrews and you're done
1: well there you have it folks craig raids a theme park that could be a new segment
0: (laughs) but jurassic (laughs) Um, park on the other hand that was a good ride jurassic world i think it's
2: So you get wet on that one a
0: little bit not not, we were worried about getting wet at like nine o'clock on a very cold evening but we it was basically like spray very very little water on us and that was a really. That was probably. Uh, I think the entire family decided
2: that was the favorite ride. The Jurassic Park. Oh,
1: wow.
2: Jurassic World. Yeah, yeah. if I got to wear a poncho, count me out. I'm you don't have do. to wear a poncho, buddy. buddy I Petey, put one you on. would be
1: counted out with just all the people around. I think Log that's rides, where you would draw the line.
2: No, not doing them. Not doing them. <laughs>
1: that's where you draw the line. Oh. Is just people.
2: Yeah, can you it's see me people. all day at a theme park? Talk about a barrel of fun I can be. <laughs>
1: such a blast I'm sure well Craig thank you for joining us from your vacation once again to record a podcast for us we try and do our news like around the NHL podcast every once in a while well last night was the first time there were games and I think over a week so there is not a ton of game related news to report on but there is everyone's favorite topic to report on which is covid and its continuous impact on the nhl but just today the nhl announced um that they have shortened the isolation period for asymptomatic players that test positive for covid from 10 days to five days provided they can produce a negative test result and are still following local guidelines and this decision um, is in line with the updated cdc guidelines but these changes do not apply to the seven canadian-based teams which seems a little unfair for those players
0: That's, but you always knew you were going to deal with that. We we've talked about that. The differences in nations. What are you going to do? You have to. I mean, they they have sovereignty, so you you have to follow those rules, and it does create a bit of a competitive disadvantage. I don't I don't know what you do about that, other than just roll with it, because that's the world we're living in right now.
2: Well, and it's going to pull good news for the Coyotes too, because you're going to get guys off that COVID list much much sooner than you anticipated. Like the the most recent guys went out on the twenty sixth, so you're looking at. The 31st or first is coming off sooner than expected, like definitely going to help them. But, but here's the bigger issue with COVID to me is at some point you've already canceled 80 games. You got to fill those in, in the Olympic break. You don't want to run the season any longer than it has to be. The issue to me is going to be what happens with Canada. We talked about their differences in policies and their government guidelines. How are teams going to be able to continually cross that border and not get stuck I don't know, not have to quarantine that. Are are we going to end up before game 82 gets played? Are we going to have a situation where we're back to the North division? Is that going to happen? Is it a possibility? And can you imagine how that, what, what the logistics of that look like after you've played half a season without it?
0: I mean, scheduling wise, competitive balance wise, it's that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare to sort out at that point. Maybe you do Maybe you just go to, at that point, you know, you, you you don't worry about division titles. Maybe you just take the eight best records from the conference, sort that out. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a mess if you have to do that though, Petey.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's it unfortunate. Is. I can't believe we're talking about it right now. I can't. After yeah. after we got off that that shortened season last year, got off without a hitch. I I, I can't believe we're doing this. I, I know the protocols changed and the testing protocols changed and all the travel changed. It's became a little looser. But as they tighten it up again, I hope they get it under control because I just don't want to see the season end abruptly. Um, and I don't want to see it disrupted by by divisional changes. I hope we can continue on and finish it and play 82.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, it is good at least to see the NHL taking steps um, to make this season go more smoothly than it has the last couple weeks, um, reintroducing the taxi squad, shortening this isolation period. They're You can tell they're, they're trying to do the best they can to make the season happen, but Pete had mentioned before, already 80 games postponed so far this season, and they're going to have to make them up at some point, and the whole Canada situation is just a mess, so I would like to buy a drink for the NHL schedule makers because what a nightmare for those guys and girls who do that. I cannot Yeah, imagine. And the guys
2: that the, the, the travel guys for the NHL teams too, that have already booked yeah. all the travel flights, buses, hotel rooms, meals. And now you got to shuffle that all up again and, start over like you, you just don't know there's nothing cast in stone right now so even if you think your last 20 games are where they are going to be they may change so man this is going to be a crazy finish for this You know, we've got 52 games left so there's a there's a lot of hockey left to be played i don't think yeah. coyotes fans are having too much pity for the schedule makers <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> they have
2: not they've not been favorable to the coyote
1: fans very bad. Years. very true hey, At least with the postponement of the LA game this week, the Coyotes did not have to play a back to back this week. So, they're, they're we didn't have to do back to
2: back shows either. So,
1: exactly, you know what's, exactly.
2: You know what's funny about that
0: is I had a plan for that for joining that show where I was going to go to like a, a local sports bar here in LA in the LA area, I should say, and I was going to try and do the show from there,
2: get that experience. So, wow, look at that! You guys missed out. You're always well, hunting to, to provide what could quality have been. content, Craig. Yeah. Look at you.
1: What could have been? Look at that. Well, we mentioned that there was the original three-week break for the Olympics that now, is now going to be used to make up those games. And not a lot of – or there seem to be some NHL players who are upset that the NHL has decided to pull out of the Olympics. I mean, everyone always knew this was going to be a possibility, but just this week, uh, Brad Marchand – came out with a statement very frustrated um, about the NHL. He said the NHL and NHLPA can change the rules of the CBA to add a taxi squad so they don't miss any games, and don't lose money, which has already been agreed upon. The players will pay back in escrow until the owners are made whole from what they have lost during the pandemic, regardless of how many games are missed, yet they can't do a taxi squad during the Olympics so they can honor agreement they made so the nhl players can go to beijing please tell me that's not bullshit (laughs) and uh he's not the only one who feels that way he's just one of the ones who spoke it out loud but there's a few other players who have expressed their disappointment in the olympics not happening for the nhl players
0: i mean it's a little more complicated when you're talking about going to china so that's a it's a little bit of a simplica- simplification on Brad Marchand's part to say, uh, just create the taxi squad and it all all would be good. And and by the way, the NHLPA also agreed not to send yes. the players to the Olympics, so you were they were part of that discussion. And, and listen, yeah. I know a lot of players have come out and said, "Yeah, I wanted to go. I would have loved to represent." But I, I think a lot of pay- players privately were. We're very cautious about that decision. A little concerned about that decision. You never want to come out and say, "Yeah, I don't want to go because I'm too worried about getting sick." You you never want to say you don't want to represent your country, right? But privately, I think there were uh, there was a good chunk of players that was that was concerned about that, especially you know getting stuck over there or the idea, yeah, that you can't play for your NHL team that season resumes and you're not here to play with your teammates.
1: Definitely, I I think it's probably a relief for a lot of players to not have to make a decision.
2: And if we're talking about his comments here. Let's put them in context. This is in a perfect world where everybody's healthy and everybody's everybody wants the best-on-best best tournament. The players want to play in it. The fans want to watch it. This is why we send NHL players to the Olympics. That's what we want to watch. They want to play in those games for their country. I get it. I, and I think that's at the core of what he's trying to say here. The reality is, if you think there's going to be 15, 20, 30 NHLers that go, okay, I'm going to leave my NHL team that's in a playoff race, where I'm getting paid in a lovely home in a lovely city, I'm going to go to China. And there is a possibility that when I get to China, I may have to stay for four to six weeks in China, man. I really put your money where your mouth is. If it really came down to, Hey, you can go. We'll let you go. Do you think they'd go? Oh, how about this too?
0: Hey, I want to go to China and just be on a taxi squad and not play in the Olympics. If they stay healthy. That'd be awesome. Seriously. I mean, I mean, listen, Brad Marchand is free to speak his mind. He's a a wonderful player, but these particular comments were not the best analysis of the situation. I'll just put it that way.
2: Yeah, I don't (laughs) think that that, uh, and you know what? Again, I think it's just his frustration that they wanted to play in this tournament. The players wanted to play. The fans wanted them to play. We all agree. And I think that's just the frustration of him saying, hey, this sucks. I wish we could have played. You know, so yeah, it's, it's probably even and...
1: more. Sorry, more frustration toward the situation itself. You know, it's is there the NHL right. and the NHLPA really did their best to try and make it happen to try and accommodate as many parties in this decision as possible. But the truth of the matter is that this, you know, this has been going on now. We're almost entering the third year of COVID. Everyone is worn down by it. It's it's emotionally draining and exhausting. And I'm sure he's just frustrated at the situation. Um, And as much as players maybe might be disappointed, they might be relieved, but they can feel all those things at once. And all of those feelings are still valid because it's just such a complex situation. Um, So it is disappointing for sure. So I understand his frustration, but also understand that it's not as simple as his proposed solution, I guess. Um, But another (laughs) cancellation of a, International tournament um, also came today with the world juniors officially getting canceled. The remainder of the 2022 world juniors were canceled after multiple countries had players test positive for COVID today. Um, There had already been. Three preliminary round games called off due to COVID issues and Team USA had to forfeit a game against Switzerland on Tuesday. Um, And I think it just got to be too much. So they decided to go ahead and cancel the rest of the tournament, which again, super disappointing, but it was going to get to a place where teams were going to have to start forfeiting games and then it wouldn't have even been an actual competitive tournament anymore.
0: Yeah, I've seen this thread out there that this was premature. And listen, we don't have all the information yet. We don't know what what the health experts are seeing right now. Maybe there are a bunch more tests coming. But, you know, Petey and I were just talking about this uh, before we even started the show. I think the frustrating thing here is you saw the forecast from the World Health Organization, from the CDC, et cetera, all the reputable bodies uh, about what was coming with this particular variant. You knew it wasn't going to get any better in January. In fact, you know we're seeing the numbers. I mean, the record numbers at just about every part of the country right now. Part, every part of North America is dealing with this. So, if you knew that was coming, and you knew that if it, it hit the players, you, you might have to cancel games or, or cancel the tournament. Why'd you play it in the first place? I, I, I guess it just seemed kind of silly, haphazard. Uh, again, with the information you were armed with, why did you go ahead with this in the first place? Because now you've just you've, you've had all these poor kids and coaches go up there for this sometimes once in a lifetime event. And now it's off. You got scouts up there. You've got executives up there. You've just wasted everybody's time and you wasted a hell of a lot of money.
2: Yeah, and, and, and to go along with that, the, the way they pulled it off last season. I mean, you did this in the middle of the pandemic a year ago is it was a true bubble that followed the NHL bubble where you had no fans, you had players locked in, you tested every day. It was exactly the same as the NHL model. And as they showed in the NHL playoffs that year in the bubble, it works. So if you test and you get those, you lock people up in a hotel and don't let fans in, you have a better opportunity to complete these games. hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe they tighten the bubble up and play all the games in Edmonton. You know, you, you add Red Deer, now you're adding travel. You're adding, di- you're adding so many variables by adding a second city into that it makes it much more difficult um it's unfortunate we we talked about it in the show that we did the World Junior preview which you may now just disregard um, <laughs> never never mind um,
1: unless you regarded PD's overpick for the Canada game last night I know. then you exactly. then you should have regarded that cuz that hit
2: <laughs> because it, it's 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 unfortunate it's the best tournament i think is the best hockey tournament in the world it's unfortunate that these kids won't have an opportunity to compete and i i liked the americans i liked the canadians i thought it was going to be an outstanding tournament i was really looking forward to those two teams meeting at some point in the in the second round and, and you know, hockey fans, I think got cheated. It's too bad. And I, I don't want to diminish it. It's all about the health of the kid, the player. I I am not saying that they shouldn't have. Can't. I, I have no idea what's going on. I'm just saying as a hockey fan, I am disappointed. We don't get to mm-hmm. see that hockey. That's yeah. too bad.
0: And I'm not even sure if I'm not even sure if the bubble would have worked this time around, maybe it would have worked. Um, but you're talking about a variant that's far more transmissible than the previous one. So again, armed with that inf- information, right? You knew, you knew what it looked like. You knew what the forecast looked like. So again, I, I don't know. Why'd you go it
2: speaks to Again, Craig, what does it do to the NHL season? You know, we, we, there's more guys that went on the, on the COVID protocol today, not with the coyotes, but around the league. So at what point like, does that change or stop or what do we do? just, just let them play. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. There's no easy answer.
1: Yep, there is no easy answer for sure, but one game that is still scheduled to happen is the Winter Classic. Um it is still currently on the schedule and right now the biggest concern isn't as much COVID as it is the weather. Um this game is happening at Target Field on Saturday at 6:30 Eastern and right now in Minnesota Right now, the forecast calls for a high of minus 3. A high of minus 3 and a low of minus 15. Fahrenheit. Oh, wow.
0: What are the skies supposed to look like? Are they cloudy or is there... Is there sun? Because the NHL always seems to be troubled by sunshine. I
2: don't, I don't think you need to worry about sun on this one, Craig. Good grief! That area just got dumped. I, I just, as, as people may or may not know, I'm from northern Minnesota, and I just, I, I went there just before Christmas, and they just got two feet of snow yesterday. Like, turns out Minnesota in January. It's cold. Like put on your surprise <laughs> face that this is happening what? right now that they're getting a whole I know. Yeah, we're playing outside in Minnesota in January. And it's going to be cold. Uh, in January. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did not know. So I, I tell you what. They'll they'll have the heaters at the benches. They've done that before. They've played a really cold game one time uh, and they when they had the game Canada was it Edmonton and and Edmonton Montreal in 2003 played?
1: it was 0 yeah against yeah. Montreal.
2: That's chilly, but the benches will have the heat. The players on the ice will keep warm. The fans are the ones that are going to be suffering the most. And if they're native Minnesotans, they'll be all right. They're just like my mom <laughs> says, layer up, and you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> it's going to be cold, but you know what? I, I, I more importantly, I hope the game just played. And for these two teams, it is critical that they are. I, and I know I've talked to people in both organizations. People are very cognizant of how important this game is, and the players want to play in it. And the coaches want to coach in it. So they are being very mindful, at least internally, at least that's what they're saying, that they're that they're being very cautious about, you know, groups and crowds and going out to eat, and they're trying to follow the rules incredibly strict because everybody wants to play in this game. And as fans, we all want to watch it.
1: Definitely. Mostly
0: cloudy, by the way. Mostly so, cloudy. Very little sunshine because, as I said, like I've I've always been. I, I, just an aside, but I'm always amused when they have to pause the game because of bright sunshine. sunshine. Like, oh my God! There's a sun in the sky. Why did we plan for
2: that? <laughs> <We didn't think, laughs> and when are we going to get one here, Craig? There's I don't I think there's four teams now that have never on one
1: of the ten cloudy days a year in Arizona. No, but well, I mean they I did, it did in I, L.A.
2: So at, they did in L.A. Just played at night. Played they at can. night. ASU. Oh, my God, in the mountains at ASU? Yeah, Sun Devil Stadium
0: would be oh, unbelievable. That's, oh my that's God. where I would like to see it.
2: That That is I'm my right That would track. be
1: incredible. Yeah.
2: In the mountains, no. that would be the fantastic. Buttes. I'm with you. The two buttes. I'm with you. Yeah, it would be so, amazing. PD, you may know something
0: put... about that, Lee, as a U of A alumni. Alumni. Excuse oh. me. The two buttes. <laughs> are you familiar with that stadium? The historic Sun uh, Devil Stadium? No. Sorry, what's the venue called down in Tucson? Can't ever remember.
1: Arizona Stadium? Oh, wow, that's
2: creative. That's creative. It's yeah. creative. <laughs> <laughs> it Leah good season tickets, I'm sure, on the 50th. Yeah, I,
1: I just went for the tailgates before the football wow. games. Okay. Plenty of good seats
0: available <laughs> at Arizona Stadium all the time. Very dude.
1: true. Very true. Well, Petey, you've played outdoor hockey before in Minnesota, right?
2: Uh, I have. I have, and I tell you what. <sighs> the worst thing and the worst position to play outdoors in Minnesota is... Goaltender to play goal. You're not moving. You're not enough. moving. You're standing still. And by the True. way, they're firing very hard frozen projectiles at you. And you can't wear gloves underneath your gloves. You can't, they won't fit. Your hands are just brittle pieces of meat, <laughs> and it is awful. <laughs> like you're, you're in it's, just, it's too. horrific. Yeah well and i had to, it well I'll digress a little bit being in northern minnesota i an hour from canada it was a small little town we'd we'd take the garden my dad would take the garden hose out and he would flood we had a rink in my backyard year after year and as dumb little kids would do when they're 8 to 12 years old you don't have a concept of time and or cold until you're done and you put your skates on and you're out there skating hour after hour and below zero temperature when you come in Oh, oh
1: boy, it hurts howdy. so bad when you're like your limbs are cold and you go in a hot room and they like it hurts to defrost. Yeah, you're in
2: tears. You're defrosting in tears. So these players, <laughs> like I get it, their equipment's going to be a little better and their situation's going to be better. But there's going to be some cold noses and toes in that <laughs> one.
0: Pete, what's the <laughs> coldest game you remember as a kid?
2: You know, we played outside below zero. Yeah, we same. did I don't recall temperatures because when you're a kid, did you care? Like, the, we, no, no, I'm talking we about like organized.
0: I'm talking about organized. Like, because I, I remember a game. There, there's a place outside Chicago that called the Deerfield Bubble used to be their their rink, and it, it was literally a bubble, but it it was open air. It wasn't heated at all, and we played there a game, and we were a much better team. So I faced nine shots. The entire game so you're just standing at the other end right oh my goodness freezing it's your toes are just numb at that point it's yeah mine would
2: have been feeling. the war memorial coliseum similar it was a it was just a big wooden barn with no heat and it man that's on the canadian border and that was cold that's the coolest game i, I ever remember playing so oh,
1: so oh. here's my question knowing that you both have played outdoors and and what it's like especially as as goaltenders because you both are would you bet the over or the under in an outdoor game?
2: Oh, honest, I'll take the under. The The ice is going to be poor conditions. It's going to be sloppy. There could be snow. It's going to be cold. It's going to be hard to shoot. I'll take the under in this one, Leah. Okay. I don't know if, if it's a five and five and a half or six, I'm going to take the under.
1: Okay, well, there you have it. Um, If you want to bet on this game or bet on the over-under, you can do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And this week on DraftKings, if you sign up using the promo code PHNX and bet a dollar or more on any NFL team to score in a game, you'll win $100 in free bets. If they do, super easy to do and use, and then you can use your free bets however you like. Um, We were promoting betting on the World Juniors before, which unfortunately... (laughs) <laughs> that tournament ended but if you had listened to pd you could have made some money betting on the world juniors but you can bet on pretty much anything on the DraftKings sportsbook app so make sure when you sign up you use the promo code phnx you can also do the same game parlays multiple game parlays just make it a little bit more exciting for yourself so check that out as always that's 21 and over arizona only gambling problem call 1-800-NEXT-STEP new customers only Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. All right. Moving on. The Coyotes are still doing what they set out to do at the beginning of the season and are currently last in the Central, last in the league. Um, 6-21-3 with 15 points um, behind Montreal, who has 18 points but has played two more games. So they actually... The Coyotes have two games in hand over Montreal. So the Coyotes can catch the Canadians which I don't think is necessarily good <laughs> or bad depending on how you look at it. Um, but that's that's where we are with tank watch right now. Yeah, and and if you
0: look at the schedule, um if if they're going to pass the Canadians, it's going to probably happen in the next 2 months because 13 of their next 18 games are at home. After that the schedule is going to get unfavorable again. For the Coyotes uh, having to go out on the road a lot, so I think we'll have a really good picture by the end of February, knowing where the Coyotes are going to be, and that corresponds also, of course, with the approaching trade deadline, which is March 21st. So we'll we'll have a really good sense of of everything that's going to play out. You know, when when we get get close to the lottery, close to the trade deadline by the end of February.
2: Yeah, and you talk about that uh, two things there that are important. One, you've got six wins in your first 30 games, so we're we're looking is Twenty now the over under in wins is twenty the number. I mean you played over a third of your games right, and you're sitting at six, so that puts you at eighteen. They're playing well, but then you're talking about the trade deadline, and once the trade deadline happens, you're still anticipating this roster to lose some players. Because guess what? Bill Armstrong's not adding to this roster. (laughs) So you're selling. If I get those questions, questions, man. If I get those questions from people
0: for a mailbag, are are the guys going to add...
2: Oh exactly what? so this is it's only going to get tougher after the trade deadline so i think 20 wins is is optimistic at best um their goaltending situation is still up and down <laughs> their ability to defend is still a question mark the good news is they're showing a propensity to score so yeah a, a lot. lot more fun to watch but but yeah i i think they're right with hate to say hate to say this they are right where they want to be coming into the new year they're in last place
1: Yep. Never a dull moment watching this team. Um, (laughs) You know, the last two games, which were like almost two weeks apart, they had uh, both went to overtime, won one of the overtimes, high scoring games, high score goals against two, but we won't think about that. We'll just think about all the offense that they've been (laughs) producing lately instead of how they were producing virtually none um, toward the beginning of the season. But some other... Roster moves today when um, we talked about the taxi squad being implemented. So ton of moves this morning. Uh, the Coyotes assigned Blake Spears and Jan Janik, not Jenik, as they were saying. Oh, yeah, on Craig the missed that
2: last night. Did you hear oh, about it, Craig? No, on ESPN yeah. Plus? Yeah, yep. they were saying
1: Jenik. Jan Janik. You know what? Jan
0: I do this every time with a player like that. I, I always ask the player themselves how do you want your name pronounced and some guys are really nice about it like my, Nick Yalmerson for the longest time would not actually say the pronunciation he's just like I don't care yeah Chalmerson's fine that's that's not accurate um but I asked Jan Yin, and it's actually Yik. I asked him oh, this Yen very Yen. early in the process and that's how he actually pronounces his name but you would think that if you're going to do the broadcast and I know that our local guys do a great job of this. Maddie McConnell and Bob Hijos do a great job of this. You would think if you're going to do the broadcast, you'd at least learn the proper pronunciation of the names of the players you're covering.
1: Yeah. So it's a national anyway. broadcast,
2: Craig. Like this That's is brutal. a national broadcast. You, dude, find brutal. out. I get it. And you know what? There are some difficult names, and they I can understand them. Like Kolich, like Kole, I can't even say it now. Chonak. Kolia Chonak. Yeah, I get that wrong, but at least make an effort. Like John, G, Jan Jennick? Like, you're not even trying. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, Blake Spears and Jan Yanik. <laughs> there it is were uh, assigned back to the taxi squad from the coyotes then the coyotes also assigned is it Car- Carcone Carso- Car- it's Carconi. Carcone okay there it is yep. coyotes assigned Michael Carconi and Vladislav koyaok to Tucson and then the coyotes assigned uh Boko Imama and Yosef kojanash to the taxi from the taxi squad to Tucson so ton of movement um today between the coyotes the taxi squad and the roadrunners which the roadrunners also had games canceled um or postponed this week so you know we talked about who's gonna even suit up for the roadrunners well they have some time to figure that out because um no games for now but what is the impact of this on the roadrunners going to be the taxi squad
0: well, I mean, the, the great thing now is because of the proximity, you can you can move those guys back back and forth. So and I talked to Bill Armstrong about this the other day. They plan to do that. And Tucson has a bunch of home games coming. So I don't know. You you can move those guys and let them play down there. You can call them back up. It's it's going to be easy. So until they play road games, the impact is not going to be as great, I think. Uh, and And again, right now, at least we're only talking about having this taxi squad until the all-star break. So if it does in fact only last like a month, then it, it probably won't be that severe.
2: You think the all-star breaks in any jeopardy, Craig, you think those games are in jeopardy.
0: <laughs> I I can't imagine them giving up a showcase event like that. Unless things are really dire. It's that's a moneymaker and it's a marketing tool for them. Just like the winter classic. I think those are literally the last option that they'll consider for those the particular events. But you're going to have a lot of games that you got to make up. We've talked about this as well. So you've got that you've got that window in February. I still wonder about the impact in Canada with with more stringent rules. Are they going to push games out beyond the actual current end of the season? And, and if you do that, you really can't you can't have the other teams sitting idle, right? While the Canadian teams are finishing up their schedule, you need to schedule some games for these other teams then too, so that they're not stale. So it all becomes uh, it just becomes a mess at that point. But I can't again. Getting back to your question. I can't imagine they're going to cancel the all-star game unless something really extreme happens. And again, it's in Vegas. So it's, it's not like, you know, in Vegas. And, yeah. Cause there'll be no
2: people there. That's not going to be an issue with COVID. There's nobody <laughs> going to show up to downtown Las Vegas <laughs> right. to, to watch but, hockey. But
0: you know, in, in, in the Southwest, we, we don't seem to care as much. So <laughs> the, the rules are a little more lax around here. So.
1: Very true. Well, in the coyotes now played Last night and don't play again till this Sunday. So just a ton of rest for them. So hopefully by Sunday, they'll have more with new um, COVID updates. They'll have more players available from the COVID protocol. Could have them up yeah. with the
0: five-day thing now. Yeah, very so. true.
1: Very yeah. true. If they test negative, um, then they can um, also just give some banged-up players some rest too. And but then it's going to be four games and six days for the Coyotes next week. And um, we will we will have all the coverage for you. Craig will be at all those home games, right, Craig? <laughs> yeah, that's
0: yeah. the intent. Yeah, that's, that's, the the that's a lot of home games coming up in it, January. It it's is
1: crazy. a lot of home games. Five but game in game. Yep, coming up, um, including hopefully barring any major issues, we're just going to manifest everything going well. But uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs come to town the week after next. Austin Matthews making his um, return home. So we will have coverage on all of that and always have Coyotes coverage for you at gophnx.com. Sign up to become a member. It's just under $60 for the year. You also get a shirt with that um, if you want to just do your – try us out you can do the first month just for 50 cents and then becoming a member you get access to all the articles at pagenx.com so for any sport that you want to read about um you can do so there and also become part of our members only discord we have fun chatting in there pretty much daily but it's also really fun during the game um to talk within the members only discord PD and Craig and I are in there pretty much daily so make sure you become a member because not only do you have all of that but there's also members deals on merchandise um all the time and you want to check out our merch because it's awesome and we have Cody the Coyote. We also have sticker packs now so you can put it on your laptop and your water bottle. I'm like a big laptop and no not I used to be a big laptop sticker person now I'm a water bottle sticker person. But you can get all of our designs on anything you want to put sticker on so check out the phnx locker too because there's a ton of great stuff on there before we go anything that we didn't talk about today i mean everything i feel like the most used phrase right now is oh it's a the situation is fluid (laughs) so i don't want to beat a dead horse but the situation is fluid and we will continue to monitor everything going on with everything with the with the nhl and with the coyotes
0: yeah, just one thing that PD and I had also talked about, I wonder about this. Uh, Dylan Gunther, he got a chance to play in that second game. That was nice to see. And as we both said at the time, look, injuries, suspensions, all these things play a role at the World Juniors, and it happened. Canada had an injury, they had a suspension. Dylan Gunther played 16-plus minutes, had two assists. He played well. I still wonder, coming out of this, I, I, I wonder what happens to Dylan Gunther next season. He's not eligible to play in the AHL because of a CHL agreement that I still don't like. So do you send him back to juniors if he has a monster season? Does he really gain anything from that? I know there are all sorts of camps here. There are people who believe, yes, he can still gain confidence. He can still rip it up there and come in ready. But you're not playing the pro style of hockey. So you still need that year to adapt. I, I wonder what the Coyotes will do because I don't think things are going to be any prettier around here next year. So maybe you don't want him throw him in this environment. It's a, it's a big question coming out of world juniors for me.
2: Yeah. I think that you look at what can he gain by another year in juniors. Um, I think there's still a lot of hockey to be played this year. So you want to see the kid. He's got to be at the top of his team in scoring. He's got to be in the, in the scoring race for the league. You wanted to see him compete in the world juniors and check all of those boxes. And then we'll see what happens next year. Like we we've seen it with players at this stage. And we talked about over baking well, you can't overbake this kid. It's either he's going to come play for the Coyotes and be on their roster and either play a diminished role on a line you don't want him on getting minutes you don't want him to, to take, or he yep. goes back to a junior team where he could potentially dominate and, I don't want to say learn bad habits, that's not a fair statement, but you, you're not progressing your career and developing more if you're not challenged at that level. For me, if he's not going to be a guy in the top six forwards for the Coyotes next year, I, I, I hate to say it, but I'd send him back to junior. I mean, I wish he could play in the American League because that's where he belongs. He can play against men. Um, he, he's learning the system to play in pro hockey in North America. It's unfortunate. That's just not an option. Let me ask you,
0: Petey, what you think of this idea. And and I know it's we're not talking about the same ice service. We're not talking about the same games. But why don't more players consider doing what Austin Matthews did? Go Go and play in a men's league in Europe go play in the swiss league do you do you do you not see value in that i'm, I'm curious what you
2: No, thinking. i do i think it's a development improvement for sure and austin matthews was a unique player that took that path to play with men and he was i tell you what he he was able to play one year in that league and step right into the national hockey league and not miss a beat i mean there was no more development because he had that opportunity to play there because he was playing with men Granted, the ice surface you're playing on a bigger Olympic size sheet. So, does that affect the way you play, or does it help a skilled player? Does it give him more ice? Does it give him more time to work on his skill and his ability to handle the puck? Um, I don't know, and I just I think it's hard for people to make that move at 18 years old to go live halfway around the world. I think that's a that's a tough that's a tough ask. For those kids, you know, they they can go play at a team they've played with the last two years in a comfort level and they know the town, they know the system, they know everything. It's hard to get them to move for their development. And I I don't know if it's going to be a regular occurrence yet because it's too enticing to go back to your junior team and be the guy.
1: Yeah, I think definitely my first thought, and this is just from a total outside perspective, is the comfort thing of going back to your junior team and you know, being in an environment that you're familiar with. So, and especially during these unpredictable COVID times, risking going across the pond is is a little stressful. So it'll be interesting to see how his development plays out. It's a bummer that we can't um, see more of him in the World Juniors, but we will will continue to keep tabs on him going forward. Um, He's definitely part of the Coyotes' future. So... We will will always continue to talk about him here at PHNX Coyotes. And uh, that's it for today. We'll see what changes tomorrow. Um, Petey and I will be back with a live show tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Might have a special guest that you don't know about yet, but we will tell you tomorrow. There's your teaser. Um, We will also have another audio episode for you on Friday, um, New Year's-themed. So that will be fun. And please follow each of us on Twitter at SPetersHockey, at S. Morgan, at Leah Merrill. You can follow at PHNX underscore Coyotes, PHNX Sports across all social platforms. Um, where you're listening to this podcast, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review. If you haven't already, head over to our YouTube page, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you never miss a show. And like I said, we'll be live again tomorrow. And we will see you all tomorrow. Have a great day.